Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Welcome again to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I am so glad to... uh, be able to share with you again today. I hope things are well with you and yours. And uh, hey, I want to give a shout out if you're in the Raleigh area to come in uh, and um, you know check us out uh, uh, during our services at Victory Church. We're located uh, right beside Montlawn on Wilmington Street, uh, just just a couple of miles from downtown Raleigh. And um, we would love to have you visit. We have a uh, nine o'clock, eleven o'clock uh, services there, and on Sundays and then Wednesdays at seven. We're still one of the few churches that have a 7 p.m. Wednesday night. We love children. We have a great children's program, youth ministry, and uh, we want to keep those strong and and viable. And uh, we're just excited uh, about what Jesus is doing in the lives of people. I invite you to come and check us out. If you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to come. If you're visiting in the area, come and check us out. Again, every uh, Sunday and Wednesday, we have services. VictoryChurchRaleigh.com is our website. So check us out. Come to visit us and... uh, We'd love, to, uh, we'd love to meet you. Hey, I've uh, been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and uh, we're going to get right down into it today. Um, Galatians chapter 5, 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, um, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, uh, meekness, self-control. Against such there is no law. We've been looking at the nine fruit of the Spirit uh, in fair detail, just taking one at a time. You know, there are also, uh, and just before this, we covered nine uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 8 through 10 enumerates nine spiritual gifts that operate in the lives of those that are baptized with the Holy Spirit. And y'all, we're living in a day that we be, need both the power of God, but we need the character of Jesus to back it up. And see, as a believer, God has placed both his character on the inside of us and and he's also endued us with supernatural power, the same power that Jesus walked in as he ministered for three and a half years is the power of the Holy Spirit. So backing the power of the Holy Spirit, however, must be character. And today is a, is a day that God wants us to manifest the character of Jesus. And that's what the fruit of the Spirit is. When the, when the Holy Spirit comes in us in the new birth and we become new creatures in Christ, old things pass away, all things become new. God literally places his spiritual DNA on the inside of us. Who he is becomes a part of us on the inside. And that's the fruit of the Spirit, all nine of those fruit. uh, They they are on the inside of us. Somebody said that, and I mention this just about every time, the fruit of the Spirit are but eight manifestations of the love of God. Love is the first, and then eight different manifestations of, of the nat- uh, of the love of God, much like the segments of an orange. So uh, we've been going about uh, looking at these in detail. Last time we looked at the fruit of the Spirit, goodness. And every one of these is what God is. It's what Jesus is. And, uh, and he's made us what he is. As he is, 1 John says, so are we in this world. So he's placed something of himself in us. Uh, the next fruit we want to look at today is the is the fruit of the spirit, faithfulness, and and I love this spiritual fruit. It's uh, 
It's so necessary and needed uh, in, in the world today, in the family of God today, local churches, pastors, you know, we're looking for people who are faithful, who have a heart of integrity to do the right thing and to keep doing the same thing over and over again, even though sometimes it's uh, challenging and uh, not fun. Uh, that's, that's what makes us effective and successful. Listen, it's not the smart people that make it in life. Uh, it's not the wisest people. It's not the most gifted people who make it in life. You know who makes it in life? It's the person that just won't quit. You may be listening to me today, and, and you, know, so you say, well, I'm not all that smart, and I don't have all that many giftings. You know what? If you'll just simply hang in there and stay there and do what you know to do every single day, you know, uh, life will be very good to you. And, and one thing I appreciate about this fruit of the Spirit faithfulness, it enables us to be dependable and, and, to, and to do what we know to do because it's the right thing to do and do it by the grace of God. Here's a, a good definition for faithfulness, dependability, uh, trustworthiness of character. Boy, don't we, do we ever need that today? A faithful person is a person who does the right thing when nobody's looking. A faithful person is a person who, who does it not because, uh, not because you know, there's anything in it for him or her, they do it because it's the right thing to do. Again, another definition for the word faithful. This is from Webster's Dictionary. True and constant in affection and allegiance. Firm in adherence to promises, oaths, or undertakings. Firm and thorough in the observance of duty. I want to go over that again. Faithfulness is true and constant. In a, a, person, a person who's faithful is true and constant in affection and allegiance, firm in adherence to promises. That is, they carry out and they follow through on what they say, oaths or undertakings, firm and thorough in the observance of duty. A faith, faithful implies firm and unhesitating adherence to whatever one is bound by ties of honor, friendship, allegiance, or love. So again, faithfulness is such a, a cornerstone of character that really without it, I don't see how in the world, regardless of who you are or what you're called to do or what your vocation is, I don't know how a person can be successful uh, without faithfulness. And that's certainly true in the kingdom of God and in our spiritual lives. We need to be faithful people. Faithfulness is really based on the character of God. We can be faithful because God is faithful. Faithfulness is part of who He is. Listen to these verses from the from the Old Testament and the New. Deuteronomy 7, verse 9, Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God. Don't you like it, the fact that God is called faithful, who keeps covenants and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments? One thing I appreciate about the Lord, you know, anything He says to you, you can count on it. If God's made a promise to us in His Word, I can tell you, after walking with Him for now, uh, over 45 years, God is faithful to keep his promises. And if we'll be faithful to him, I'll tell you, he's already been faithful to us. We never have to wonder about the faithfulness of God, you know, as to whether or not, well, I wonder when I go to bed tonight, is the sun going to come up in the morning? Or, or you know, when, when, I, when I go to bed tonight, is the world still going to be revolving and the days will still be 24-hour days? You know, God has set the universe as such that everything is faithful according to his plan 
and according to his time. And we can trust the faithfulness of God. Psalm 89 verse 1, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to all generations. Again, God is faithful as a uh, a song we sang back in the 80s, I think. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. See, I just love that. God is absolutely faithful. You know, one of the things for me that really, really honestly takes the worry out of my life is I can, I know that I can trust God even when I don't feel good, even when you know, things don't look great when the circumstances are looming and, and life is hard. One thing that keeps me going is I know that I, I, God can be trusted. And when I pour my heart out to him, I can trust that he'll keep what I've shared with him, that he won't tell somebody else. And when I cry out to him in faith, he always responds. And I love and appreciate that about our Father God. Second Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Regardless of whether or not we're having a bad day, God never changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13, 8 says. Revelation 1, 5, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over all the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Jesus is the faithful witness. Again, Revelation 19, 11. I love this when Jesus returns. Now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. One of Jesus' names is faithful. Uh, you know, again, faithfulness is the cornerstone of character. We can be faithful because God is faithful and when the Holy Spirit comes in and indwells us, he puts the ability to be faithful on the inside of us. You know, back in my teenage years, I was up and down. You know, one day I was on, the next day I was off. I, you never know if you could really depend on, on me. But once Jesus came into my life, something changed. And God places in your character, if you will develop it, the ability to be faithful to whatever God has called you to do. Let me tell you something about faithfulness. Faithfulness, somebody said, is the cornerstone of character. Faithfulness cannot be taught. It's got to be developed. It's a fruit that must be developed by us individually. People can model faithfulness to us, and I've got mentors in the Lord, people that you know I esteem and look up to in the Lord, and, and they are models of faithfulness and models of integrity to me. But, you know, once I saw that exemplified in other people's lives, you know, I had to make that real in my own life. And you'll have to do that same thing with yours. Let me say this about the kingdom of God. You know, when, um, when, when, when somebody has a business or in a business and they're hiring someone, often in the world we look for qualifications, a person that has... Um, a certain expertise in this or this or this or this. And, and there, there is a place for doing that, and, and that's good. But in the kingdom of God, uh, it's just a little bit different. Before God looks for qualifications of, of things that a person is gifted and skilled at, the number one thing God looks for in those that, that carry out his plan and purposes in the kingdom of God, the first quality of character God looks for is the qualification of faithfulness. Um, you know, many people that God calls may not have the qualifications, but you know what? They have shown integrity of character. God used all kinds of people 
uh, throughout the Bible um, to to work for him, all the way from unskilled people to the to the most educated people in the various cultures throughout the centuries, even in the Word of God, you know, God, God, you know, used used people who were skilled, people who were were not skilled. Moses was was skilled in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in word and deed. But he killed a guy at age forty and spent forty years doing nothing but tending sheep. Uh, and it was 80 years old until God could use him. See, God, God had, to, had to allow Moses to prove the worth of his character and the fact that he could be faithful to what God said to him. And God had to take the hymn out of him, as far as Moses is concerned, before God could really use him the way uh, that he wanted to. Uh, God used a man called Gideon, who when, when, when uh, the Lord first spoke to him, he was hiding from the enemy behind a wine press in a building. And, uh, and an angel appeared to him. He called him a man, mighty man of valor. And, and Gideon was looking around for who he was talking about. And the angel was talking to him because the angel had a word from the Lord for him. See, Gideon may not have had the skills to, to lead Israel out of Midianite oppression there in, in the book of Judges, chapter 11. But you know what? God saw the character of faithfulness in Gideon's life. And God called him to, to, do, uh, to use him in the way that he did. And, and see, God doesn't look for me and you. He looks, first of all, for, for, char- for, for character and looks for faithfulness before he looks for the qualifications. My pastor in Tulsa, Bobby Ending, used to say it when I was a very young man on his staff at Grace Church in Tulsa. He used to say it all the time. Um, you know, you can, teach, you can teach anybody a skill, but you see, you can't teach faithfulness. Uh, character has to be developed by the by the individual. Listen to the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. Listen, for Christ did not send me to baptize, Paul said, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. For it's written, I'll destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has God not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For the Jews require a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. And I love 1 Corinthians 1 verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. The weakness of God is stronger than men. And then verse 26, for you see your calling, that not many wise according to the flesh are called, uh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the things, the wise. And the, God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, the base things of the world, and the things which are despised, God has chosen. The things which are not to bring to nothing the things which are that no flesh should glory in his presence. See, if, if we'll just be faithful in our character to the Lord, you know what? He places his anointing on us and he puts his gifting. He puts special abilities on us to do what he's called us to do. You know, when God called me, I, I can tell you, I was, uh, I, I had no idea that God would use me as a pastor and now as a pastor slash teacher. I, I just had, 
I never envisioned that for my life as a young man because these qualities didn't seem to be on the inside of me. But one thing I do know is I began to show myself faithful to the Lord. And as I showed myself faithful to him in small things, you know what? Uh, he placed in me and on me what he had for me in life. Uh, God looks, See, God looks for faithfulness in us. Matthew 25, 21, his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You see, what you do in the little, you'll do in the big. What you do in the small, you'll do in the large. What you do when nobody's looking, is, is should be what you do when everybody's looking. Luke 16, 10 through uh, 12. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what uh, in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you've not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit you to true riches? And if you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own. I'm going to come back to that verse in just a minute. Listen to Proverbs 28, 20. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. 2 Timothy 2, 2. The things you've heard from me among many witnesses commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. 1 Timothy 1, 12. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me, he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, Moreover, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Amplified says, proving himself worthy of trust. So you don't start in ministry where God will eventually call you. There are days and years of preparation before you and I as believers actually get into the final place that God has called us to be in the body of Christ. See, I started out as a janitor. Uh, just um, just working in a local church after my, after I'd already attended two Bible schools. And, you know, I started my ministry as, as a janitor. Why? Because God wanted to see if I would do what I did, you know, not for prestige, not not for people to think of who I am and how uh, and, and of any abilities I have in me. He just wanted to see if I would work for him when it seemed like nobody was looking and it really didn't matter. See, the first thing God looks for is quality of character. He looks for faithfulness in us. I had a hospital visitation ministry. I visited five hospitals as a very young man in my early 20s for a large local church in Oklahoma. You know, I just did it, not because I had to. I wanted to be faithful. God put it in my heart. Then I served on a church staff there for many years, serving the pastor and counseling and ministering to people in a one-on-one -on -one setting. God is, you know, as I, as I did that, God and as I proved myself faithful in small things, God sent me to Pioneer Church in a small town in South Carolina. I've had a traveling ministry for a couple of years, proved myself faithful there. And then um, uh, I became uh, an associate pastor in my hometown, and, and I proved myself faithful there. And then listen to what happened just before I came uh, to Raleigh here. I've been in Raleigh for 27 years. But that verse that I mentioned earlier in Luke 16, 12, if you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? You know, before I came here, I, I didn't understand. I didn't really understand all that God was doing. But uh, I, I can tell you that um, before I came here, the year before I came, it was a really odd thing that the pastor of the church where I was associate pastor in my hometown, um, uh, c came to me one day at lunch, and I'd been his associate pastor maybe maybe six months, and and he said, "Look, God's speaking to me. I've been in a short-term missions 
trip to Latvia, and God is now calling me after our lunch, and almost my lunch almost left me when He said this to me. He said, "He said, I've been to I've been to Latvia on a short-term missions trip, and He just wasn't the same when He got back. In fact, His wife said to me, something's wrong. Something's wrong with with uh, with this is Carl Morris in Abundant Life Church in Florence, South Carolina." His wife told me, said, something's wrong with Carl. He's not the same after that trip. I said, oh, he'll get over it. Don't worry about it, I said to his wife. She came to me a few weeks later and said, he's not over it. Carl took me out to lunch. And at the end of the lunch, he said, Mitch, I'm leaving. I'm going to, to Latvia. I'm going to start a church, take my whole family there. I want you to pastor my church for me. I couldn't believe what he said. He wanted me to pastor his church for him. Well, I did that for a whole year. The whole year, 19... 93 was me from January 93 to January 94. I pastored another man's church for him while he was on, he was in Europe and I'm here in the States and we supported his ministry. We paid him a salary while he was going and I kept the church going here. I never took credit for anything. In fact, it was, uh, I was so thorough in the fact that I would not let anybody call me pastor my name was Mitch. I was the associate pastor of the church, and I always pointed people towards the pastor. Carl told me, he said, when he left, he said, look, I'm going to leave. I'm going to be gone for one year, and so you, I want you to pastor my church for one year, and I'll come back in one year's time. And he did in January 94, took his church over. He said, I'll come back. So, see, I kept that in mind, and I was, you know, it was a test time for me. Would I be faithful? Would, would I honor this man of God who trusted me with the sheep? Uh, that God had placed in his in his church and the people in his church and you know what for one year I preached the word loved his people ministered to his people you know did weddings funerals did everything a pastor does pastored on his behalf honored him let the people hear him talk as we recorded messages uh, as he as he made phone calls and I recorded them and they could hear him on Sundays a little bit just talking to them encouraging them I preached uh, and, and did everything for an entire year, an entire year. And uh, when, when, when Carl came back, I turned his church back over to him. And it was better, stronger. I guess a big story. I don't have time to tell it. I'll have to tell it another, another time so I can take more time. But just to say that uh, the church was stronger financially. They had more people in the church. We actually bought the property that the church was leasing at the time while he was gone. It's a big story. See, God proved himself faithful to us. And you know what? It was a, I didn't realize God was, was, was challenging me. Would I be faithful with another man's ministry? If you can't be faithful over that which is another man's, how can you be trusted in, with that which is your own? So, you know, I turned his church back over to him when he came back, and it was better, stronger, just like I said. And then God, several months after that, you know, 10 months after that, God, God had me uh, uh, move my whole family to Raleigh here and uh, pastor the church. And I've been here for 27 years this year. I'm not sure how that would have turned out if I've not proved myself faithful. Listen, faithfulness, listen, faithfulness always brings an increase in responsibility. You, you may feel like you're unnoticed and unwanted and, and a nothing in the family of God. Prove yourself faithful where you are. You may be a Sunday school teacher. You may, you may be a person that prays in the background and nobody sees and knows and hears you. Uh, you know what God does. Um, you, you may be volunteering. You may be ministering to people in their homes. You may be taking people meals. You may be serving in what you think is a minuscule, un, uncared 
cared about way, but you know what? God sees your heart. You know what I found out? If you're faithful in the small things, then whatever God's got for you, he will promote you. Promotion doesn't come until we prove ourselves to be faithful. Job 8, verse 7, Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would uh, greatly increase. Zechariah 4.10, For who has despised the day of small things? Don't despise where you are right now. Be faithful. Be faithful where you are. You may say, well, I've been doing this a long time, you know, uh, and I feel like God ought to open up. No, no, that's not up for you to determine when God opens up what he has for you. Your responsibility and my responsibility is to be faithful to God where we are and then let the Lord promote us in his time, in his way. You see, it's required in us, 1 Corinthians 4, 2, that we be found faithful. We have to prove ourselves worthy of trust. I encourage you, choose to be a faithful person today and watch what God will do to you. I can promise you God will bless you if you'll develop this fruit of the Spirit called faithfulness. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for who you are. Thank you for the integrity of your heart. Thank you for being faithful to us. And my prayer for me and all of us that are, are in this uh, podcast today as we listen together, I pray that the Spirit of God would work deeply in us. And Lord, put in us a desire and a yearning to be like you in all things. Lord, develop this quality of character called faithfulness in us. Open up the opportunities for us to be faithful. And Lord, help us to follow through with what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name. Well, God bless you, my friend. Looking forward to talking to you next time. I hope your day goes great. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.